Well, all right, all right, all right. We are here today. I am DJ Kelly Reverb, RSPS, and you are listening to, you've tuned into This Pink Cloud. Uh, this, yeah, with the horn. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, we are a show that is on uh, all about recovery, multiple pathways, whatever it takes, mental health, all that good stuff. So thanks for uh, tuning in and obviously hit subscribe if you can. Because uh, Chad always gives me shit. Because I always, yeah. I always like to plug and and do it because I'll sometimes forget to do ask people to subscribe <laughs> during the show. Plug that before is, content is exactly, dude. That is my credo: plug before content, like and subscribe, not just subscribe. Like, like and subscribe and comment. Yeah, and like and it, share and share and all yes. that stuff. Yeah. So anyway, sitting in with me uh, to my left today is the one, the only. You, you saw his exciting episode last week, and uh, it was pretty cray cray, dude. I'm out of there, dude. Yeah, out of there. My brain is smoked. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, if you didn't get a chance to see that episode, go back last week. I mean, it's like top ten, like, or maybe even top five, um, like shit shows of all time. Like all time uh, of like his, yeah, where his life was and all that stuff. Oh yeah, dude. It, it, it's insane, dude. And it's uh, it's like. Yeah, think you. Yeah, think you were bad. Uh, no, yeah. Mister Mister Chad had it uh, in lockdown. Olympic gold medalist for Team USA drug use. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, and and Max said last week, Max goes, uh, yeah, you and you would have gotten that gold medal and immediately sold it. <laughs> immediately <laughs> bonded. <Absolutely. laughs> hey, That's but sitting one. across from me, we got Mr. Jeff Rigdon uh, hey. in from. Who do you uh, associate with? Uh, is it would it be the fix? Well, uh, or are you putting? Chad yeah, putting on putting on shades, dude. <laughs> Hey, so Jeff Rigdon, how you been, dude? It's been a while, dude. It's been a while, dude. It's been a while. Let me take these off. Yeah. Uh, and just be sure and talk into that microphone, buddy. Right, right, right. There we go. Um, but, yeah, it's been a while. I mean, we yeah, took the sabbatical like six months, and I think you were last on with... Uh, with Haley. With Haley, yeah. Yeah, so it's been a long time, and thanks for coming back. Yeah, dude. no doubt, man. I appreciate you asking me to come on. Yeah, well, so what What have you been up to? Anything? Uh, well... Uh, Recovering? Dude, yeah, that's all I really do is, uh, you know, sponsor men and get out there and uh, be of service. Uh, I did lose my job. Oh, But okay. I got back into the same industry, and it was a pretty good deal. Okay. Uh, so now I'm back in the, the credit repair industry. Sweet. You know, uh, good for you, dude. Uh, making a difference. Yeah, absolutely. There you go, dude. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Hey, well, the man of the hour. The uh, Let's see. He is a professional speaker, but was formerly a uh, college football player, USFL football player, yeah. uh, and, and NFL player. Um and uh, inmate as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So leave but, that part out. Right. But we, we really appreciate this guy coming in. Uh, he is on the pro speaking circuit, so he's super busy. And it just so happened that uh, you were in Greenville, Texas, your hometown, Correct. Uh, doing a speaking engagement. And I was like, well, while you're here? Why don't you come on in and do this pink cloud? Yeah. Well, you so, know, first of all, I want to say thank you. Yeah. For, for the opportunity, and uh, I travel quite a bit, as you said. Um, I was actually in Greenwood showing uh, premiere of my documentary that we just finished after three years of working on it, 
and uh, we're in the process of shopping it around okay. to the different streamers. What's what's that one called again? It's called Look Like Somebody. Look Like Somebody. Yeah. Any reason for? There you go, Chad. Yeah, um, actually, uh, there's a story behind that. Uh, my parents, when they were elderly, uh-huh. back in 04, okay. 2004, uh, came back to, from Nebraska to Texas to take care of them. Mm. And um, for two years, I took care of them by myself. I was not healthy, but I took care of them because the alternative was they was going to have to go to some assisted living or nursing home. And oh, yeah. And my mother didn't want to. Uh-huh. My dad said he wasn't. Right. So uh, <clears throat> I basically took care of them for two years. I uh, had adult protective services watching every move I made. <clears throat> they uh, they tried to take them away. And uh, I wouldn't let it let it happen. So uh, they wanted to make sure they had twenty four hour coverage. Sure. And uh, so I was up like Nick at night, uh huh, doing drugs all night while they sleep. <laughs> and then I was with them all day. Wow, man. And uh, one night I put them to bed. Yeah. And I thought they were asleep. I had the house real quiet because I needed to hear them because they were in a different section of the house. And I heard this clink, clink, clink. It was my dad on his walker. Okay. My dad was a real, when he was young, he was a real physical man, a real uh, World War II veteran, very loud. Right. And uh, he got outside my door because he knew what I was doing. Mm. And, he, and he yelled out, Ricky. <laughs> like, David. What's going on in man? I'm doing dope in here. Yeah. So I walked out. I said, what's up, big man? He's like, boy, I need you promise me three things. I'm like, okay, dad, okay, whatever, just. Just tell me what that. He goes, no, I'll say you promise. So I said, all right, Dad, I promise. He said, son, don't you never give up. I said, all right, Dad, I won't give up. He said, and at some point, you need to put God in your life. I'm like, Dad, it ain't going to be tonight. But uh, at some point, I'm going to do it. <laughs> on the know? agenda. Yeah, I, I, I won't forget. Right. And then the third thing he said was, uh, now, this ain't got nothing to do with nobody but me. Every day you blessed to see, you get up and you look like somebody, and you do that for me. And he clanked. Clank back to the room. The right. next day he had a stroke and never talked to me again. Oh, wow. So that's why that's named that. And right. That's why I'm so highly motivated to do what I do. Yeah, no, I love it. Well, let's let's hear about like the story. Like, I mean, you've got a fascinating story. So how did how did it all start? Like, I mean, were you a gifted athlete, like, you know, in junior high, high school, all that, obviously, right? Uh, well, to be honest with you, <clears throat> first four days of life I uh I was John Doe. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. And uh, these two people that I now call my parents, who are both in heaven, they showed up at the hospital. I was four days old, and they adopted me. Oh, wow. Gave me my name and raised me. Okay. Both school teachers, master's degrees, very educated people. I don't even know why they came, but they showed up. Right. And they raised me. Well, my dad instilled this self-confidence that I have to this very day. He uh, he instilled it in me as a child. and. Uh, he would always tell me things like, you're a million-dollar guy, mm-hmm. a million-dollar guy. And um, so I think about the fifth grade, he approached me one day, and he goes, um, I was a pretty good football player, mm-hmm. kind of like if you play football, and I'll get you all these little things you think you got to have. In the fifth grade, I've been looking at this bicycle for two weeks. Right. Didn't know how to ask for it. Sure. So I went out for the little major football team, made the team, got the bike. Hate football. But it was a way to get what I wanted. You know what I mean? So 7th, 8th grade, realized all females weren't bad. 
Yeah. Wanted a girlfriend, didn't have no game. Right. So I went out for the football team, made the team. My dad took me to the mall, got all the latest gear, adjusted my walk a little bit. A couple of girls thought I was cool, got a girlfriend. Sweet. Went right. Texas, you know, you can get a driver's license at 16. Yeah. Like no brainer what I wanted. But, oh, yeah. But I didn't know I'd ask for it. So I went out for the high school football team. Uh-huh. And I made the team, and my dad stayed true to his word. Bought me a brand new car. Oh. And man, at that point, I became a, a genius. Yeah. I became the smartest human being on the planet because, <laughs> because you couldn't tell me nothing because I knew everything. Yeah. You know, and. Um, 16, got a car, dude. Yeah, and got a car. Got, a, got yeah, se- probably several girlfriends, yeah, right? Yeah, well, I had one in particular I was real, real strong with, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm human. But, uh-huh, anyways, sure. uh, I started smoking a little good, good at that time. Uh-huh. You know? And, um, I just thought I knew everything, man. Mm-hmm. And, and and football was something that I just despised, but it was it was a gift mm. from God. Yeah, that's crazy because yeah. like most people are like, oh, I love football. Football was my life, but you started off hating it and yeah. you just I, did yeah, it. I, yeah. You just did it just it was, to, to get things. Yeah, it was <laughs> football was like drinking water. Right. Yeah. I mean, um in my junior year, I really didn't I was gonna quit. Uh-huh. But I knew I might lose my car. <laughs> so I kept playing, but I, sure. I but I uh, I developed a five game, a five thing pregame ritual. Okay, uh, I smoked two Red Bull Columbia joints. Mm-hmm. I drank one Old English eight hundred ball liquor. I drank a half a bottle of Thunderbird wine. I drank a half a bottle of Robitussin DM cough syrup. Oh. And twenty milligrams of value. They I go play. <laughs> what now, year was this? Uh, this was my junior year in high school, like 77, 1977. So you were you were doing that lean before uh, before yeah, before yeah. they even knew yeah, about I, it, dude. That's Trust why I be, that's why I be tripping when people be talking. That's crazy, like, but that's maybe, crazy that you were doing robotism back then because nobody uh, it yeah. wasn't popularized or no, anything no, dude, like I that. Was a genius, See, you I were figured, I, you were yeah, dude. I figured all you this discovered codeine, like, man, this, man. <laughs> and see, here was the catch. I don't remember nothing. Uh-huh. I don't even remember my whole junior year because wow. I was, man, I was, but apparently I started every did, game and did well. Did Now, did your parents have a clue or anything or no, anybody I'm, around you have a clue that no, you I'm were genius, using? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, you ain't going to know nothing. Right. Yeah, you know. yeah. No, you were just good on <laughs> yeah. the DL, keeping yeah, it, yeah. yeah. You ain't going to know nothing because right. I, I had all the little tricks. Okay. I, knew, I invented the tricks that they're still, they're still using today. Right. Okay, so. Um, there not there a trick called the Ricky? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, it should be. But, it should know, be right. I patented it anyway. Right. I but use it, some of his tricks yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it gets You're in a room full of tricksters. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it gets better. My senior year, they moved me. Well, when junior, they playing defensive back. Uh-huh. That's when I started doing all that because mm-hmm. I didn't want to touch nobody. I didn't want nobody to touch me. So I just got blasted and went out there and played. And mm-hmm. then my senior year, they moved me to running back. And the first play of my senior year, I kept the ritual. I don't even know why. I just kept it. Mm. And the first play, I got lit up. I lost a shoe. My helmet fell off. Elbow pad. Lost one of them. Shoulder pad string broke. And this dude was standing over me. He's from a town about 50 miles away. I didn't even know this dude. But he was mad as all get out. And I ain't done nothing to him. He was standing over me talking about, yo, dog, I hope you brought a lunch. It's going to be like that all night. Mm. <laughs> Looking at this dude like, dude, what, what you so angry for, man? I don't even know you. <laughs> then I realized he was trying to intimidate me. Uh-huh. Now let me, let me explain myself. 
I sat on like football. I never sat on some punk. It's a difference. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So oh. now, now, now I got a problem. You got you got to you I woke got, up that Ricky, yeah, dude. Yeah, got, woke up that inner Ricky. Now. We got issues now. Yeah. So I go, I get my uniform together. I go back to the huddle. My quarterback like, yo, man, you good? I'm like, man, give me the ball. Yeah. He's like, man, you good? I'm like, man, give me the ball. Yeah. The next play, I went 80 yards. Old boy was chasing for about 60. <laughs> when I got to the end zone, he was on the 20. <laughs> so I ran up to him. I said, hey, man, owe you apology. He said, apology for what? I said, because you're right. It's going to be like that all night long. <laughs> so confidence wasn't my problem either. Sure, yeah. but you just needed the motivation behind yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, to, you needed somebody to talk shit to you. Yeah, to, yeah. To I mean, get I don't that. like yeah. football, but you ain't yeah. gonna pump me out here. Yeah, you know? I, yeah. That ain't happening. So, anyways, at the end of ten games, man, I didn't realize that every week there was gonna be at least two linebackers on every team I played against that needed anger management. Right. <laughs> so I wasn't. I was like, good. I just ran for my life. Mm. Plus, I wanted to be in my car with my girlfriend smoking my good. Sure. I didn't want to be injured doing it. Mm. But at the end of 10 games and not playing in nine fourth quarters, I led the state of Texas in rushing. Wow. So you started off running back. And, and then so how does that happen? Like you go to Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, after that. Mm-hmm. So are, are, are you getting scholarship offers from all over the place? Well, I wanted to go to Oklahoma. That was, okay. that was my choice. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. First off, yeah. let me apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's where but, I wanted no, to go, man. Good. I mean, because, you know, I mean, I. That's where I wanted to go. Sure. You know, but uh, Coach Osborne showed up at my house, and uh, you know all the other coaches were offering stuff that an 18-year-old want to hear. Mm-hmm. Tom Osborne didn't even talk to me. He showed up talking to my parents. This guy knew what he was doing. He has a doctor's degree in psychology. Sure. So he, he went to two school teachers and said, well, we can't get him the material things that the other schools are offering, but 95% of our athletes graduate. Mm. My mother put everybody out of the house. Yeah, right. So, um, I was still trying to buck a little bit um, because when he came to the door, I didn't know who he was, and I was high. I mm. stayed high yeah. in high school. And um, I opened the door, but I was respectful. I opened the door. I said, yeah, how may I help you? He says, hi, are you Ricky? I'm like, yeah, well, how can I help you? He says, hi, my name is Tom Osborne. I'm the head coach in Nebraska. I'm here to offer you a full scholarship to go to school <laughs> and play football. Like I said, I was high, man. I misunderstood the dude. So, but I was polite, but I was trying to get rid of him because Oklahoma's in the house. Mm. I say, man, I really appreciate you coming all the way down here from Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> 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 Thank you, snow up there, man. I don't be able to do all that. You know, Texas, <laughs> we, don't, we don't mess around with no snow. Yeah. So, you know, I went back and started talking to Oklahoma. And my mom come up and she goes, baby, who is that at the door? I said, mom, don't worry about it. Some tall redhead dude from Alaska. I don't know. I seen him on his way. <laughs> and my mom runs to the door and. Open the door, and Coach Osborne's still sitting there with his arms crossed. I'm like, hey, man, I'm talking to Oklahoma. I'm like, yo, can I, can I get that, you know, can I get that car right now? Mm. You know, and all of a sudden, my, the, the coach from Oklahoma was like, yeah, 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 we make that happen. And then he went, oh, no, man. I'm like, what, what's wrong? I can't have the car, you know? He's like, he saw Coach Osborne and my mom. Oh, like, yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, uh. He saw Coach Osborne and my mom going to the gym. I'm like, dude, don't worry about that, dude. There's snow up there. I ain't going to be able to do all that. You know, <laughs> that Alaska. Yeah, I, ain't, I ain't doing all that. So, anyway, my mother comes around the corner. She says, baby, before we make the final decision, let's hear what the coach from Nebraska has right. to say. I'm pissed but respectful. I'm like, hey, come on, Coach. You know, y'all come wait outside, man. So, when I get rid of this dude, I come get y'all. Mm. 
So I sit there, you know, I listen. I start my interview process with three questions. You know, what kind of car I can get, what kind of apartment, <laughs> the, the important the stuff, important right? Stuff. Yeah. And um, my, he wasn't even talking. My mom was doing all the talking. She was like, uh, "Baby, they're not gonna buy you no car. Strike one. Baby, they're not gonna, they're not gonna get your apartment. You're gonna stay in the dorm. Strike two, baby. I know you leave the state. You know you let the state in rushing, but." They're not. You're gonna play on a freshman team. Uh, I ready to go get my guy and uh, my dad. And went outside and told everybody to leave. And like I said, my dad was a no nonsense guy, World War II vet, very serious man. Uh, so when he came back in, I kind of raised my voice, and that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What school that I want to go to?" My dad stood up and pulled his pants from his waist to his chest <laughs> and balled his fist up and looked me in the eye and he said, uh, "We made our mind up." I tried to stir it up a little bit. I was like, no, Dad, my mind went down the street. <laughs> and um, he started walking toward me with his fist balled up. Uh-huh. So I made a business decision. <laughs> started bagging up. <laughs> a little, <laughs> little self-preservation. Yeah, I bagged up. When I, when I bagged up to the wall, uh-huh. I took all the bass out of my voice and changed my whole demeanor. And I was like, Dad, where are we going? We going to Nebraska. She go Big Red. <laughs> that's great man i love that so so and then i i know I, i've read a little bit about your story mm-hmm. but coach osborne becomes a huge part in your life right to this very day yeah to this very day so yeah. so yeah let's hear a little bit about that and well like, uh it's kind of strange because like you know i played for him you know and we were, i was a starter and our, our my senior year was a, was a team that they still talk about a lot to, mm. to this very day because we were number one team in the nation for 12 straight weeks what year was that 1983 so that 83 team the 83 team the we, nebraska fans still talk about it they still talk about yeah. it yeah because okay. you know, we haven't had a lot of success lately sure so, you know so it's a big deal in nebraska mm-hmm. But uh, we were 12 and 0, number one team in the nation, broke all kind of scoring records. They nicknamed us the Scoring Explosion. And uh, at the were end you of, a running back at that point, I was a or wide, wide receiver? receiver. Yeah. So how did that transition happen? Well, I, I went up to Nebraska as a wing back. Okay. And they had they had me blocking defensive ends and linebackers. I ain't, I ain't about that life. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll pass, yeah. dude. I'll take. So, I'll, I'll take so, blocking a cornerback. Yeah, but Coach instead. Osborne was real slick about it, though. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. I, he never told me I couldn't play uh-huh. running back. But what he did was he he put me at running back in practice one day, and uh, he called the play. First time I touched the ball, just like high school, eighty yards. Mm. But the second time I touched the ball, he called the offense and the defense. And I ran up in the middle of the line, and I saw a linebacker, and I shook him, but I cut back into another one. And it was like I was in a car wreck. Mm. So after that, when I did get up, he was acting like he didn't see it. He was over there looking in the sky. Right. So I walked up to him. I was like, yo, coach. He said, yeah, Ricky, what's going on? I said, hey, man, you got another position I can play. <laughs> I can't do that. Right. You know, I, I'm, yeah. You know, I'm an outside guy, and I run people. I ain't running over nothing. <laughs> sure. So wide receiver. And so during all that time, were you still doing the uh, nah, the, the no? Did you clean up I your cleaned, act? I cleaned up my act after high school. Okay, all right. I, I just smoked weed then. Okay, in college. Sure. Cool. So whenever you became wide receiver, you had never played wide receiver before that. Not at all. Didn't know nothing about running no pass right. pattern. And and he hated football and really. Yeah. Well, I had to, I had, what I did was I redshirted. Yeah. Going into what would have been my junior year. Uh huh. I redshirted so that I could learn how to play receiver. Right. I didn't know nothing about run fifteen yards and then cut cross here. Mm-hmm. And then, you didn't know what a you didn't know what a yeah, post was. <laughs> yeah, and I and I sure wasn't 
cool with jumping in front of safeties. Oh yeah, you know, because these dudes back here got they got anger issues too. Mm-hmm. You know, and they yeah. trying to hurt people. So I was like, man, I had to learn. Mm-hmm. But you know, but then like I said, it was so cold up there. Man, I, I gotta I gotta learn this because I ain't trying to sit on no bench. Mm-hmm. You know, so right? I learned, and my junior and senior, I was a. Uh, you know, what the receivers always split in. I always had two starters. Mm-hmm. So it was like the, whoever started the game, the second play, the next guy come in because we carried in plays. Right. I got gotcha. you. So I carried in plays my junior year. That was before the radio in the yeah, headset. No, yeah. This was old, yeah, this they, old school. Yeah, we ain't had no right. technology. Coach Osborne tell me to play. Yeah, right. I run into the hole. I tell the quarterback. He tell the team. Set a snap count. Did you this. Did you ever change the play? I always wondered that. No, <laughs> no, did I, you I, ever become Coach Ricky? I wanted to. <laughs> right. You know, the genius in me wanted to. But, throw it to but, the, but, throw it to Ricky play. Yeah, but I had, but I had 10 backups. Uh-huh. You know, at, at that time, we had there was ten guys that their job was to watch me. Mm-hmm. They were all my backups. Okay. And if I come off the field limping, ten guys would run up to me with their helmet in their hand. All you right. Okay? You okay? <laughs> Dude, you just give me some Tylenol. Yeah. And some water and go sit down. You're not getting in because if they get in, I might not get back in. Oh sure. You know, yeah, so, it's very competitive. But you know what it was, uh, you know, I, and I tell people this um, after that twelfth game, I mean. 12-0, number one team in the nation. Uh-huh. Then you go to the Orange Bowl for the third straight time, and at the end of the game, we score, and we had a choice. We can we can kick this extra point because they didn't have overtime back then. Mm. We kick this extra point. We'll tie the game, but we're going to still get national champions because we're undefeated. Sure. Well, we didn't want to tie, so right. we went for two. Okay. And we missed it. Oh, man. So I lost my national championship to the University of Miami by one point. Oh man, and then, um, but one thing I will say about that is, um, after that, I went to the USFL for mm. two years. Right, and that that's USFL is Canada, right? No, it's, no it's USFL is. It's oh, okay, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. played opposite the NFL. NFL okay. played from July to January. Well, USFL played from January to June, so I played ten straight months of football. Would so would USFL kind of almost be like a minor league kind of farm uh, system they, or no? no they were they, they had were, it going on. They got contracts. Uh, okay, we got we, we got yeah. Ivan Trophy. I mean, Mike went to Pittsburgh Maulers. So, when I went to Herschel the Washington Walker Cup. went there. Herschel Walker was like in right. Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, All yeah. All dudes okay. my, was Right, like, yeah. No, they, they were giving out big money. Right, they okay. Were, I mean, so uh, it just uh, I got done with Nebraska on January 4th when we lost to Miami. Well, January 29th, I'm in, in Washington training camp. Yeah. So I went, like, from basically from August to June, mm. like 10 straight months of football. Right. But it was cool because – you know, like I say, it ain't no money compared to what Patrick Mahomes and all, you know, oh, back, yeah. back them making. But, yeah. I mean, in my day, it was good money. It broke down about ten grand a week. Yeah, that's still that's, that's still good. that's yeah, still good to play money. Pro ball, but yeah, I was just like, about well, ten grand, I think I can keep playing. Yeah, so sure. I went and I played, but um, and this part right here, I'll share with y'all, but I won't call names because uh-huh. I don't throw other people on the bus. Okay. But uh, when I got to to the Washington. Federals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had six weeks of two a day camp, and uh, I had a quarterback. Is all I'll say about that. Okay, that didn't talk to nobody, and he was mad all the time. And I was wondering what was his problem. And he threw the ball extremely hard, mm-hmm. so people was dropping his passes. But I wasn't dropping Jack mm. because you know I ain't in this for football. Mm. I'm a businessman, right? You know. Well, anyway, after the 
six weeks of camp, he's like, we went to Washington, D.C., and we played our first game. We got killed. I mean, my team was sorry. We got beat like 40-something to seven. Mm. But I had to only catch the only touchdown. So after the game, he came up to me, and I had never heard this guy talk in six weeks. He said, yo, your name Ricky, right? I'm like, I don't know nobody in D.C., so ain't nobody talking to me. And then he said, mm. yo, man, your name Ricky, right? I was like, turn around to my quarterback. I'm like, yeah, dude, what's up? He was like, man, I ain't got no friend. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. You ain't <laughs> talked to nobody for six weeks. Now, right. you, want, now you want a friend? Yeah. Like, dude, I don't know you, but it's a pet store down the street. You go buy your puppy or something. You know, I, I ain't that guy. Right. So I start walking off. He goes, yo, man. He said, uh, yo, man, uh, I just want somebody to get high with. Oh. Well, now you're talking my language. Man, you want to do what? I said, well, I'm trying to get out of here for it right now. Right. You know, so I gave him my address. He came over. And uh, he was a totally different guy when he got to my house. He was uh, walked in like, yo, what's up, bro? I'm like, I'm, I'm a weed smoker. So I'm thinking. Mm. I'm like, man, come on, man. This, mm. You're a weird dude. You, you ain't talking yeah. right now. You cool as all oh, Yeah. Man. You know, I'm like, so I'm, I'm, hitting, the, I'm hitting the weed. And I, and I tried to pass it to him. Uh-huh. He's like, no, nah, I don't smoke weed, dude. Okay. Now I'm looking at the dude crazy again. I'm like, dude, look, man, I don't know what's on your mind, but uh, I smoke weed. I thought you said you want to get high. Right. He's like, no, 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 I just need a glass of ice water. Like, ice water, man. I said, you know, I'm, I want a guy I can't drink, so, mm-hmm. but I kept beer for, for company. Sure. So, he, you know, I said, man, I got some beer in there if you want a beer. He said, no, nah, dude, just glass of ice water. I said, man, you're a weird dude, man. Okay, okay man, here's your ice squad. I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. When I came back, uh, he had my kitchen table looking like a chemistry lab. <laughs> he got glass pipes. He's got baking soda, test tubes. He, he traveled with beakers. Yeah, and yeah he got everything. He's <laughs> right? like a little chemist, you know, uh-huh. shaking up stuff. I'm like, yo, dog. You know, and the funniest thing now that I look back on it, I hope this don't offend any of your listeners. And they won't. Don't worry I'm about it. it. They're out. okay. I'm put it out there. Yeah. But he had two candles lit. Uh huh. And I, I took offense. Okay. I'm like, man, you can blow them motherfucking candles out. Excuse my language, but uh-huh. I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah. But, but you can blow them candles out, dog. I don't, I don't get down like that. Uh huh. Like women, not no. I don't yeah. <laughs> you thought? Oh, you thought he was? <laughs> yeah. I thought he, he thought he was getting a little sexy. <laughs> yeah. Time. I thought he like, tried to set the mood. Yeah. Right. I don't get down like that. Dog. Let's be special teammates. <laughs> no, no, no. We ain't, we ain't gonna do all that. Right. And I was like, man, you can blow them damn candles out. All right. And he was like, nah, man. That's what we're gonna use the light, like, like the, the pipes with. I'm like. All right, man, go ahead and do your thing, dog. You right. Know? So he took a couple hits. He had f- four pipes. I'll never forget it. Two for him, two for me. Like, you hit this one first, then you hit the other one next. Mm. I'm like, okay, man. I said, and I saw all these eight balls of powder. I didn't mm. know what they were, but I was like, what, what's that? He's like, oh, that's, that's the dope, man. Mm. I'm like, okay, man. So I'm going along with it. Mm. So I took a couple hits, and then I started laughing. Yeah. After the second hit, I started laughing. I said, how much you pay for all this? He said, oh, man, two grand? I said, he robbed you, dude. Right. I paid $100 for this sack. I'm going to smoke on this half the season. Right. And he's like, no, nah, it's a different type of high, dude. So I took a couple more hits, and I got that hit that mm. addicts can relate to. Mm-hmm. I, I got that hit where you could hear a rat piss on cotton two blocks away. <laughs> you know, and your eyes get size yeah. silver dollars. <laughs> right. I was like, wow, what's this? He says, good, huh? I'm like, yeah. So I took a seat. Uh-huh. I got hooked the very first night. Oh, wow. You had that moment where it was mm-hmm. like it clicked with you. Yeah, and, and for the next 17 games, yeah, 
I was you, I was you and the QB, dude. Yeah, me and the QB, we were like Bud and Jeff. You yeah, we're get, like, yeah, in, you, you could not get rid of me. Yeah, you know? we're like in overdrive. Right. And, and it, you know, we lost all these games, so uh-huh. we sold our team. We went to Orlando, Florida. Uh huh. Did uh, the quarterback go with you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they sold the team. Oh the yeah, whole team. yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah. Everybody went down there. So gotcha. When we got to Orlando, he's the first person I see. So we started uh-huh. right back up again. Oh gee. Went all the way through that season. Then after that season, the league folded because we tried to go head up with the NFL. Right. And uh, they had all the TV rights. So I got picked up by Atlanta Falcons. Oh uh, okay. And uh, when I got to Atlanta, man, I'm full blown addict. I didn't even know it. Right. So I get to Atlanta first day of practice. I'm looking at my teammates because I got this big contract. Uh-huh. A lot of hype. I got this. I'm looking at all my team and like, which one of y'all get hot? You know, because I don't know how to do this stuff. My boy always did. It, right. You know? Sure. But he was with another NFL team now. So ah, I'm, I'm lost. gotcha. But I went down to the, you know, I'm an addict. So right. I went down to the wrong side of town. I mm. found what I need, what I was looking for. Right. And um, I was doing drugs, man. Like on a, I think it was like a two, Wednesday night. Wednesday, Wednesday night. We had, we was going to play New Orleans Saints on uh, Sunday. Okay. Well, I'm sitting there doing cocaine. Free base is what we call it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm sitting there he's smoking. Well, he's well aware oh, yeah. of it, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. I'm, sitting yeah. There smoking. yeah, I'm sitting there smoking like a broke stove. <laughs> Just smoking, smoking. Uh, and then cocaine convinced me. It started talking to me. Yeah. I said, yo, Rick, you know this football, man, you, this stuff, you don't really like it. And it's getting in the way of your smoking. That's right, man. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Man, every time we start smoking, you got to stop, go to practice, or go catch a plane. Oh, yeah. Play. Man, look, man. I mean, it's harsh in your I'm, game, yeah, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm like, look, dude, yeah, you're, you know, you, you're still playing good, but, man, it's just getting in the way, dude. I think your cocaine is sitting there talking to you. That's so funny. And just going, I think football's a bad move for you, Ricky. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically all the time. Yeah, right? basically, this football getting in the way of your smoking. Dog. Sure, yeah. So yeah. what I basically did was I uh, Thursday morning, after smoking all night, I walked into Atlanta Falcons head coach's office and told him I quit. Oh, wow. They thought I was joking. But right, look, Cornhusker, get dressed. We're gonna feature you this weekend against the Saints. I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll give you plays, I'll, yeah, dude. I'll get dressed. Yeah, they thought I was going to get dressed. I went to the parking lot, uh-huh. and I never came back. Oh wow, I missed the game. Monday they released me. Oh wow, on twenty five year cocaine binge. Wow. Well, hold before we get to that, we actually have to get to our sponsors okay. real quick. Uh, I, I love it. Um, I got my good friend, actually Max the Axe, Max Paderewski. Uh, he is with. Uh, there you go. Got to give him. Got to give him the air sirens. But he is with uh, Lone Star uh, Injury Attorneys. Uh, he is actually out of Houston, but practices in uh, in Texas and California. So if you're looking for somebody that uh, uh, you know, uh, can represent you and get the most money. Hit up my boy Maxi Axe. Uh, his uh, logo, or actually his web address, will be in the description. Uh, and then also we have uh, the new sponsor or the newish sponsor, which is NeuroGlow. Uh, that is N E U R O G L O W dot com, and they are a ketamine infusion therapy uh, clinic, and they actually have one. And I know. Uh, everybody's smiling <laughs> ketamine <laughs> well ketamine is uh you know is a it was a street drug but they're actually microdosing it now and it actually helps with uh p PTSD, trauma, and a lot of people that are treatment resistant. Um, it's actually they've seen a lot of uh, a good uh, 
good results and people quitting and all that stuff. So hit up neuroglue.com. And, uh, you know, if you're treatment resistant or whatever, it might might be the ticket for you. So, so it's the ticket, all right. Like speaking, <laughs> speaking of the ticket, <laughs> yeah. But but let's let's go back to your your story. Um, okay. So uh, well, we were you just quit the Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. because cocaine talked you into it. Yeah, cocaine convinced <laughs> me that football was getting in the way of my using. So right. I quit the NFL to be a full time drug addict. I uh, <laughs> I basically. Went from the NFL to the penitentiary four times. I went to 10 drug treatment centers. I graduated nine of them. The first five years of my addiction, I had a $1,000 a day cocaine habit. All right. Um, and for the rest of the time, um, I was just doing as much as I could. But I was one of those guys that didn't have an on and off switch. Mm. You know, I knew a lot of guys that they could do coke all night and then go to work. I couldn't do that. Mm. So it was like I was all in or all out. And so I was all in. And I w- had made my mind up right after I quit playing ball that I'm going to do cocaine till I die. I am going to be a pro. Yeah, well, you're talking to a room full of guys mm-hmm. that their uh, off switch is broken. Yeah, yeah. So, my, yeah. I don't think they gave me one. <laughs> right. I, I just never could stop. Sure. It. And I think, you know, the sad part for me was, I mean, most people dream of getting where I was at. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of athletes I'm speaking of in particular. Uh-huh. And I never even wanted it. It just, like, fell in my lap. Uh-huh. I could just do it. Yeah. You know, it was like breathing, like I said, or drinking water. I could just do it. It came right. super easy to you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And, and you know, and, and I was a um, – I learned – If I know this is not going to make sense to nobody but an addict, but I learned how to do – drugs the wrong way if there is a such thing as a right or wrong uh-huh. and what i mean by that is uh when you get when you start off at a thousand dollar a day that's how you get introduced to it mm-hmm. there's not a I, I can't sit here and get high and watch and, and know y'all want to get high and y'all y'all ain't got no money or nothing mm-hmm. So I just sit here with my pile, mm-hmm. and I just got no. I give you some, yeah. give you some, give you some. Yeah. I want everybody to get high, you know, because right. I'm getting high. Yeah, and little I, misery loves company. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm that guy, you know. I'm oh like, yeah. I'm like Santa Claus. Yeah. But I'm. It's, oh, well, but it's well, 365 days a year. But I'm. But I'm. I'm sure that uh, probably attracted some. Uh, oh, some really savory oh, characters. Man, I had people stealing <laughs> dope and helping me look for it all. Oh, yeah. I mean, stealing dope people, and helping you look I mean, for I, it. I, I understand the concept now because, like I said, after 25 years, I went from you know where I went to where I went. So, mm-hmm. uh, I I I think the last time that I got high was like my dad had gave me that spiel mm-hmm. and I was in 06 mm-hmm. and uh, when they died I, I lost it mm. and I went on I went on a serious three day well I have a three I, I have a question so how were you without the NFL right. subsidi- subsidizing this habit <laughs> how were you, well, how are you affording it? well the first the first uh, five years, uh-huh. It was just off of my NFL money, okay, or my pro football money because right. the guy that introduced me, he wouldn't let me pay for it. Mm, okay. He would just show up every. That's why I didn't know nothing when I got to Atlanta. I didn't even know how to score because mm. he just come over. All I had to do to score to me was me open the door, right? He walk in with it, and then after that, you got to understand, I got rich friends. Mm. 
You know, like my best friend at that time was Mike Rogier. He just won the Heisman. Mm. Mike signed a $3 million contract with, with the USFL at the same time I signed my contract. Mm-hmm. And then he left it when the, when the league folded. When I went to Atlanta, he went to the Houston Oilers. Then he went on to Atlanta Falcons. So the point I'm trying to make is I just knew people with deep pockets. So I didn't ha- never have to go that that uh that normal attic route right well now were they cool with the, oh ricky needs another 10 grand <laughs> <laughs> they, man the type of friends i had they uh-huh. were like that uh-huh because see like for example mike rozier you know i knew him when he didn't have nothing uh-huh coming out of a junior college just sure. in nebraska right so i mean and he we, probably looked up to you well man. no we we're, no? No, we're just good friends okay you know, like this dude is like man i accepted him when he had nothing sure you know and my other buddy uh urban fryer the other receiver he played 17 seasons in the nfl uh-huh then roger craig won three super bowls with the 49ers yeah right i mean i'm surrounded by dudes yeah. that, that, that i knew before they became who they are right and so i you know and then my parents weren't broke uh-huh. And they had unconditional love. Right. I mean, my dad owned half the neighborhood. I mean, right. He had like 10 rent houses. Mm. You know, I mean, I'd go collect rent. Yeah, sure. Hey, <laughs> oh, dad, sorry, I didn't make it to the bank, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I collected no, it. But, but I told him. <laughs> I, I mean, I would tell him. Yeah. Matter of fact, he gave me one of the rent houses to get high end. They had unconditional love. Wow. Enabling. Wow. Okay. You know, yeah. They died trying to get me focused. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I mean, I just never had to go that route that most addicts go. Sure. And no, then I get when it. push came to shove at 3 in the morning, if I ran out, I buy like a dealer. I don't purchase like a like a user. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm buying these large quantities. So when I go to the door, I'm like, hey, look out. I ain't, you know, I ain't got it with me right now. I'm waiting on the banks. Oh, what you need, dude? What you need? Yeah, man, that red, red good. Mm. They give me whatever I want. Right. I take a couple of ounces and around about. And I was one of these. I was a functioning addict to mm. a certain degree. Okay. Because I could be. Some, I mean, I used to ride around and get high. Mm. And, you know, I love automatic car washes. Those are my spots. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. yeah. I drive through there and take me a few hits, and then when I come out, my car is clean. I'm feeling good. I got plenty of dope. But I never really had to go through that, you know, robbing and stealing stuff. Sure. You know, three in the morning, I run out if I can't get it on credit. I go to the ATM, right? You know, and but I kept going. To so, so you you obviously had a means or or people surrounding you with money, but so then where does it where does it get really bad for you? Like, I mean, obviously you go to prison, in and out of prison. Where does it go? Where where does Ricky decide? Hey, man, you know maybe. Maybe this isn't, you it know, the way to go. It wasn't until 2009. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 2009, uh, I had lost my parents three years earlier. Uh-huh. And uh, I was sitting in prison in Nebraska, and uh, I had picked up this board game, chess. Mm. I am the worst chess player alive. Okay. But I love to compete. Sure. I don't know what that's about. But anyway, I was playing chess with this dude, and he beat me for like six straight months. Uh-huh. And so one day I messed around and won a game of chess. You'd have thought I hit the lottery or I made parole. I was like, yes! <laughs> Knew I was going to get you. I was like, where are you from? He's like, dude, I'm from Omaha. I'm like, yeah, I'm from Texas, but I live in Lincoln, dude. When you get out and I get out, I'm going to get my chessboard and drive down Omaha and kick your butt again. <laughs> he said, that will never happen. I said, well, set the pieces up. I'm going to go get some coffee out myself. I'll be right back. <laughs> When I went up to get the coffee, my celly was in there, and he made this comment. He's like, "Yo, man, you uh, you know what? You know what that dude did that you play chess with every day?" I'm like, "Dude, 
I ain't worried about what he did. I'm not doing his time. I'm mm-hmm. doing my time. Mm-hmm. You know? And so he threw this paper at me. And he goes, you want to read about it. And he walked out of the cell. So I'm sitting there reading the paper and this picture of my chess partner and um, summarizing. He was doing coke one night with a female. And they ran out of dope. And he was too high to go get some more himself. So he gave her the money to go get some more. Mm-hmm. And she didn't come back. Mm. Well, the next day, he saw her and her teenage daughter walking down the street like 3 in the afternoon. He walked up behind them and poured gasoline on both of them. Oh, Set them wow. on fire. Killed them both. Wow. He's doing double life plus 300 years. Mm. That's what he meant by I would never beat him in Omaha. Mm. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to say to this dude when I get back down here? And then about this time, this little short guard, man, that dude probably, I mean, he's just tall yeah. with boots on. Right. He used to pick on me every day. He was like, yo. What's up, inmate Simmons, former Husker superstar? I'm like, look here, man. You better go on. on. I just yeah. heard this bad news about my chess partner. I'll mess around and do something to you, and I'll be here with you forever. Uh-huh. And he's like, you got mail. And I'm like, I'm a, you know what, man? I'm, I'm going to go and fuck you up today because I'm tired of you, and, and I, I just don't have really a whole lot to, to live for anyway. Sure. See, I was one of those guys. What, are you, what, time, what time are you serving? Like, how, how long is your sentence? I ain't serving about five years, but, okay. but you know, I, at that point, I, I didn't have nothing no more. I lost everybody and lost everything. Mm-hmm. And this dude was messing with me. So my deal was, you know what? I'm not suicidal. Mm-hmm. But I'm homicidal. Oh yeah, yeah, you understand yeah. Understand yeah. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I ain't, you know, I ain't, I ain't gonna hurt me, but I'll hurt you. Right. And so I was gonna hurt this dude, man. You know, he, I guess he saw a look in my eye. He threw that letter on the floor and he took off. Right. Man. So for some strange reason, to this day, I can't really explain this part, but I stopped mm. and looked at that letter, and I wouldn't get no mail. I don't even know. Yeah, what it was from it yeah, was I'll, from the letter that you got from Coach Osborne, and I yeah. didn't even know who it was from. I just saw this letter and it had a big red N in the corner and uh-huh. it had my name on it. All right. I was immediately embarrassed. I hadn't talked to nobody from Nebraska for 20 years. Right. And here it is, the guy that thought so much about you. The guy you. that was sitting in my house yeah. talking to my parents. Uh-huh. From Alaska. From Alaska. <laughs> from Alaska. There you go. From, from Alaska. Alaska. Saying, uh, <laughs> said, it was a real short letter. It said, uh, Dear Ricky, I know your parents believed in you. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. And up on your release, if there's anything I can do to help you, feel free to contact me. And it was signed Tom Osborne. Mm-hmm. Well, right then and there in my prison cell, I fell on my knees and I turned my life over to Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm a spiritual man today. Uh, mm-hmm. When I got off my knees, my thinking changed. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down three things. And that's what I go around the country basically educating people on. The three things I wrote down was PMA. Okay. Stands for positive mental attitude. Okay. Treat people the way you want to be treated. But there's a key to that. Don't expect it in return. Mm-hmm. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. And then the second thing I wrote down was plan. Mm-hmm. Keep your plan a secret. It won't work for nobody but you. Mm. You, know, you know, don't be, that's a lot of mistake. That's a mistake a lot of people make. Mm-hmm. They get a plan, a great plan, but they go tell their friends who ain't got a plan. Mm-hmm. And they plan, they friends shoot down their plan. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so I don't do that. And mm-hmm. then the, the third thing was you need a uh, motivation for the first two. Mm. And I came up with one word. Haters. Mm-hmm. We all got them. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm in love with haters. Mm-hmm. You know what I, mean? I need you to hate me. <laughs> Shout out to all them haters out there. <laughs> I need you to hate me because, right. see, as long as you hate me, uh-huh. I'm, it keeps me inspired. Sure. Because I know um, I haven't been clean and sober that long. It's only been 13 years. Yeah, but that's pretty that's long. So, that's, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, you know, but the point I'm trying to make to you is uh-huh. 
See, I don't I don't look at it like like most people. When they say you've been clean thirteen years, say thirteen years is like thirteen seconds to me. Sure. Yeah. So I don't take nothing for granted. Uh-huh. I don't care what nobody thinks. And I do my thing, but I, I do it for me and I do it in honor of my parents. Right. So my whole life as of right now, thirteen years ago when I got sober, mm-hmm. June fourth of oh nine, mm-hmm. I dedicated the rest of my life to making my parents in heaven proud of me. Mm. And I'm highly motivated. Mm-hmm. And I don't give two, excuse my land, I'm working on it. I don't give right. two fucks Right. what anybody else thinks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All I need, if you don't agree with what I'm doing, mm-hmm. all I need is 50 feet. Right. Give me 50 feet, I'm going to give you 100. Right. Leave me the fuck along and I'll do the same for you. Sure. And I hate to talk like that, but no. that's how serious I am. When I'm passionate, when I'm, no, I'm serious. I, I speak my heart, you know. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, after 13 years, I feel like I'm just getting started. Right. You know. Well, you're. I mean, you're going around. So, like, uh, where do you go to next? Where's your next out of town? Uh, I think I'm. Um, so when I get back to Nebraska, hopefully Sunday. I just left Tulsa. Came here. Did this. I go back to. I only look at one month at a time. Right. I got you. I, oh, I got you. you know, I, uh, so we're almost at the end of October. Yeah, so, so you don't know November until November first. Yeah, I think November. <laughs> I think I do have. I did look at November first right. because I got one thing. I got November. you. When I get back, I do my show. Well, let's let's talk about. Okay, so you have a radio show you do on the ticket. Yeah. So let's three point seven. So where can people tune in for that show? It's and, on Facebook. They stream it live. Uh, ninety three point seven. The ticket. They have their own Facebook channel, and they, they, they live stream all their shows. It's basically a sports talk show. Uh-huh. But uh, we got several former players in Nebraska that that's on the station. Uh-huh. And the owner, you know, I, for six months, I, I kept avoiding doing the show mm-hmm. because I thought he wanted me to talk sports. And, you know, as I say, I ain't. I, ain't about I hate football, yeah, by I, the way. I love cocaine, yeah. but I hate football, man. <laughs> I ain't about that life. Yeah, I'm not about that life. So he said, no, 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 Ricky, you can name the show what you want. You can have your own content. Uh huh. I'll give What's you name? a producer. So I named the show the Get Your Happy On Hour. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah, and I noticed that you have your shirt, so let's let's plug that. Like you have your get your happy on and uh, you can get that at what? RickyCSimmons.com. Yeah, it's, okay. there's a tab on there for shop. Okay. What was that, what was that one more time? RickyCSimmons.com. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you got Chad loving you. I've got uh I've got Several different styles of shirts. I mean, they're all T-shirts. I got some sweatshirts and I got some hoodies. Okay. I even got the little masks. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to actually see the documentary. So yeah. you spent about three years doing this documentary. Yeah, three years putting it all together with uh. a company out of Omaha called WMK. Okay. And we, uh, Randy, and you're shopping that right now. Yeah, we're and, shopping that. Yeah. Okay. It's a, a young man named Randy J. Goodwin. He's a, an actor out of Hollywood. Right. Been there for like 30 years. This guy is in that one percent of actors that are still getting booked. Uh huh. Actually, in Hollywood right now, shooting some stuff. Okay. With the documentary with him. Okay. Shopping it to some of the Hollywood. Cool. Big wheel. Well, you know. dude, I wish you the best of luck on yeah. that. I mean, uh, you know, you've got an incredible story. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's great. To to, um, you know, learn a little bit more about you than just reading yeah. uh, and hearing it from, you well, know, well, see, the Ricky's mouth. Here's here's <laughs> the, here's the thing, Kelly. Yeah, you got to understand. 
I'm busier than a one-legged man in a kick fight. Wow. But right. I, but and I, I'm, I stay busy <laughs> with my one leg. I stay busy kicking <laughs> and fighting. He actually has one leg. That's crazy oh, you yeah. said that. Yeah, well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, the reason why I say that is because uh, I really, when you asked me to come do this, mm -hmm. it really wasn't in my plan. Right. But I love what I do. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Well, I appreciate it. And, yeah. and you know, it's like when I get up in the morning, I don't necessarily want to do it. But, you know, I do it because to me, it's my little uh service to the universe mm -hmm. and if somebody listens to my dumb ass maybe i can help i gotta you know? leave you with something though yeah let's hear it um i developed a habit in prison mm. that okay. i brought that i brought home with me chess nope. no <laughs> not chess right. i still play chess but, right. but the, the root uh, i brought a routine home okay from prison right. this morning and every morning for 13 years i wake up at 3 a.m without an alarm clock. I turn my life over to Christ. Mm. I do a set of spiritual readings, and I drink coffee out of a prison mug. Mm, okay. I, I like how that uh, kind of keeps you grounded. Yeah, well, I mean, I ain't trying to brag or nothing, but yeah. I'm okay financially. Yeah. And um, I can afford a mug for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But, right. I, but I drink out of a prison mug because it reminds me of where I got it from. Yeah, yeah, no, man. I love I love the fact that you actually made time for us and everything. Yeah. But I like to pass it around the room because uh, I know Jeff maybe had a question for you. Or Chad, much, Chad did y'all like, have a question? Y'all hit like everything. The only thing I had on here was uh, The Explosion of Redemption. Oh, your book? I, I forgot that. I, oh, well, I'm come a, on. I'm an author. Oh, okay. I have two books. Uh -huh. I, I have a Explosion of Redemption. It's a book uh, about my life. I uh, broke it down. If someone purchased it, instead of chapters, oh. I did quarters. Okay. So don't think I'm totally crazy, but that's, <laughs> that was the concept, first, second, third, fourth, and overtime. Okay. Uh, it's just a, it's kind of like a summary of my life. Mm -hmm. outline of my life okay and then i came up with a second book it's called um 365 days of redemption it's like a daily motiv motivational book it's like, ah, like okay like, like day one can be tomorrow so i can wake up uh tomorrow morning at 3 a.m with my prison cup and read, <laughs> read from your book well, but here's the, yeah you can do that but, but the, the mo uh the 365 days of redemption is uh -huh. actually th just that Tomorrow, it's like day page one. I mean, day one. Uh -huh. And it goes all the way through day 365. Okay. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's a journal-style book. It okay. gives you a positive quote, and then there's lines under it. Where right. You can write what you're dealing with that day. Right. Then you go all the way through the year, and then this time next year, you go back to day okay. one. Is it a, like, what would Ricky do book? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just I'm some just encouragement. Yeah. No, I got you. So yeah. It's, no. it's all about encouraging people. That's cool. Because that's what I enjoy doing. I like right. encouraging people. And then if people follow me on Facebook, they're really going to trip because all I do is positive stuff. Mm -hmm. And every Friday, normally, sometimes I do it during the week just whenever it hits me. But I make these one-minute videos. Mm -hmm. I play some old-school music that I can understand. Sure. Not nothing against the new music. Right. I just don't understand. Right. But 
I listen to stuff that I listen to, mm. and then I, I give a positive message, and then I get my happy on. I be dancing, and I can't dance. That's the key to it. Right. Everybody laughing at it because he can't dance. I can't dance. Right. You know what? Well, I think I'm dancing in my head. Yeah. And people are laughing. Right. And that's all mission I love it, dude. Yeah. So just a little positive vibe positive every day. Positive vibe, man. And they can find that. Uh, you do that on Facebook. I do that on Facebook. Daily, make a fool of yourself on Facebook. No, nah, nah, every now and then. I'm just kidding. I'm every now and then. But, you know, like I said, right. everything in mind is real basic. Everything yeah. is at Ricky C. Simmons, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, okay. Instagram. And if they want to book you. get the book. Yeah. The, the book, book, you have to go to Barnes & Noble and, and Amazon. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, thanks for, you know, coming on. Thanks for sharing. Uh, well, thanks for what you do, actually. Absolutely. I appreciate it. You know, yeah. yeah. Thank you for what yeah. you do because I think it's great that you can go and touch kids, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe before they go off the, you know. Well, that's the, the plan. You know, like I, I always tell people when I go around and speak, I said, you know, like during the Q&A session, I always say, you know, it's two things I say before I start q and First one is I suffer from a disease mm. called high self-esteem, so no question you ask me is going to hurt my feelings. Sure. And, mm. and the second one is I'm taking all the I didn't I don't know excuses with me when I leave. Okay, so I like of, that. You know, a lot of people, especially youth, when you say, "Man, why do you why did you do that? Why did you uh-huh. why did you do that?" You know, and they I don't know. Right. Well, I'm taking all that with me. So I'm right. going to find some new excuses. Sure. In the future. All right, so, uh, and then uh, any uh, shout-outs you have? Scott Ellison. Scott Ellison, yes. Yeah. Well, that's my buddy boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's yeah. Yeah. a Yeah, shout-out, Scott. give him a shout-out. And anybody that's out there really trying to make a positive difference on society, mm-hmm. especially the people that are in recovery, man, big shout-out to you because, see, that's one thing about being in recovery. People ain't quick to give you no credit for that, but mm-hmm. you go rob a bank, they're going to let you know about it. That. Yeah, right. Well, Ricky, thank you very much. Uh, I can't wait to see the documentary now. I'm I will going, keep you posted. I'm going to actively seek it out, and uh, yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you clips of the show and everything. But once yeah. again, thanks for coming on. Um, and uh, you know, I, I think what you're doing is a good thing. And uh, from what I can tell, you're a good human being. Well, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, I got some flaws, but hey, drugs, that's all you can yeah, do. But right? drugs and alcohol ain't one of them. Yes. I love it. I love it. Love it. That works. Well, yeah. Hey, thanks for coming out, uh, Jeff. Thanks for sitting in. Uh, you'll be here next week for next week's show. I will be. And uh, Chadwick, you will be here as well. Yes. So love Always. that. Always. Hey, and uh, just remember, kids. Uh, oh, yeah, wait. I'm supposed to actually go. Oh, please subscribe to the show. See? Yeah. I almost forgot. <laughs> now, now, now I can, can plug hit, it. You now I can saying? plug it. But we're on all major streaming formats. So if you go to this pink cloud, um, you know, on the YouTube, but we're also on Everything else, uh, all ma- all major uh, platforms, streaming streaming platforms. I'll get it. Whatever. Yeah. You know, everybody's already tuned out. But uh, hey, uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Be sure and join us next week. Uh, remember, there is no magic pill for sobriety because if there was, we would all take too many. Hey man, can y'all get it out? There was no book up. There was no book up. Well, I mean, but I hit the mic and stuff. Oh, yeah, but they, they, that camera was on um, whenever we were going Oh, cool. I'm going to take a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. So we're good. So, yeah, go, Chad, here's the deal. Here's my other last part and thing.